Here on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we won't miss our assignments like Eli Apple did in the Super Bowl. It's time for Garbage Time. Welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We are sorry about the heckling fandom, but we need a break sometimes too. How are you doing tonight, JJ? I'm good. I've, I've been off more than a week, man. Uh, <laughs> to, the, to the listeners, I had my second child, so I've uh, I've had a house full here and been very busy with family in and out and uh, a lot going on. But I am happy to be back here with, with Joe, the, uh, the grinder of the podcast, ready to talk some football. Well, I'm trying to be the grinder because, you know, I know there's kids in all of your households, so someone's got to, you know, take it by the horns right here. Uh, tonight for you guys, we actually have some debate issues because we're in the offseason. you got to get a little bit of creative. So, actually, in our Dynasty League, I ended up putting Justin Jefferson on the trade block, and I have been offered five trades for that. So, we're going to analyze that from a variety of standpoints, talk about if it's even smart to trade Justin Jefferson based on my roster, and look over some of these good offers and some of the bullshit ones I've got. JJ's kind of gotten an idea into that, and he actually has one of these offers on it, so he may be a little bit of bias going into this, but it'll be kind of cool to see what he thinks about those other trade offers. Um, before, before we get into that too, guys, we have the news. We've got angry Christian voicemails coming back, and if you like this show, subscribe to us here on YouTube, like it. You can also listen to us in audio form on Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, TuneIn, Amazon, or you can leave voicemails just like Christian does on the show on www.garbagetimeff.com. And with that, JJ, are you ready to get into the voicemails? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Let's see what he's got to say to us. But before that, we obviously got to hit the drop first, right? Yes. Am I hitting the drop? No, I got it. Listen, you little oh. When I need something done, need you something drop whatever done. unimportant you drop whatever nonsense. Unimportant you're nonsense. In you're in the middle of Hold off a minute. I'm not having. I'm having a little bit of trouble hitting it. One Technical second. Difficulties. Technical difficulties. Uh, JJ, while I am getting that together, hit up the news about what's going on with the Packers right now. Uh I don't know. It's. Uh, I, I guess everyone wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, typical Aaron Rodgers. Everything's about him, and it's a big drama surrounding him, and the team, and several players' futures are riding on whatever his decision is and he's holding everyone up being center of attention like he likes to be. So um, that, that's pretty much it. He went on the Pat Caffey show today and uh, said that he hasn't made a decision yet. Even though last night he posted a cryptic Instagram, he posted a cryptic Instagram post um, basically <laughs> thanking a bunch of people, um, which, you know, people read that and think he's retiring and, thanking people, but uh, apparently on the show, he said he had just finished a 12-day cleanse. Um, he, he's just trying to scare the shit out of Packers fans at this point, I think. He is just a giant asshole. And yeah. I'm glad and that everyone is now finally seeing it, because I had been screaming that from the rooftops for years, and people are finally seeing what a self-centered, arrogant piece of garbage he is. But while that's self-serving, uh, are the Packers seeing through that too? Because there's also reports out there that they're actually trying to appease him by giving him a big contract and trading Jordan Love to either the Panthers or the Washington Commanders. Did you? What do you think about those rumors? I I, I think it's insane. I honestly think it's insane. Like their their whole team, they're taking losses everywhere. Other positions, their players on the team are upset because they're just catering to his neediness and I think it's ridiculous why the hell he's about to be what 39 this year why would you trade away a, a quarterback you took in the first round just to appease him for another year and then he'll retire or go somewhere else or who the hell knows so I would honestly trade him as fast as I could to get rid of his current contract which is ridiculous yep I just I don't get why the Packers keep doing it what has he done in the last decade he won one Super Bowl 
in 2000, February of 2011, and since then he's choked repetitively in the playoffs, and they have mm-hmm. accomplished nothing. What's his best fantasy fit? Should he go somewhere else? Steelers, Denver? Either would Bucks. be good. Either would be good. Okay. Um, Bucks, I, I mean, I don't know what the Bucks receiving core is going to look like next year with Godwin with the late ECL tear and Antonio Brown, wherever the hell he's going to be. Um, I, I, I'm still stuck on the Denver thing. I know a lot of people are, but I, I have a lot of belief in Jerry Judy and think if he gets the right quarterback that he's the next Justin Jefferson. So We shall see. All right, let's try to get this voicemail another try. Hey, guys, this is your favorite Hacklin fan here. I want to come clean about something that I did during my fantasy league this year. So a little bit of context. One of my best friends is the commissioner of this league, and he kept bragging about how good he was and how he was ruling this league for years and years on end. So I decided to take matters into my own hands. And as soon as I was invited into this league this year, I vowed myself to not let this uh, commissioner continue his stupid dynasty. So, obviously, I couldn't get there. You guys helped me out with the roster. I don't know if you guys remember at the beginning. I was about three weeks in, and then I sent you guys some uh, pictures to help me out, but you could you guys couldn't even give me a five wins in the year. So, <laughs> as soon as I knew that I wasn't making the playoffs, I decided to team up with my pal, one of my other friends, and trade him all of my best mm. players. Oh. Um, I had Matt Ryan, who's not a really good quarterback, but that's who I had. Uh, Eckler and Jamar Chase for garbage players. Completely garbage players. I literally just tanked the season to help him get into the playoffs and win. He was already in the playoffs. He got to the championship game, and he won the championship game. But then the commissioner, this, 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 this person, this despicable person, decided to make the game a tie because it was his wife that was also playing for the championship. I want your opinion. Did I do the right thing? Did I stood up for the people? Let me know. Christian, out. What's your thoughts, JJ? Well, I'll just say this immediately, Christian. You did not do the right thing. <laughs> and you want to talk about despicable. There's nothing more despicable than collusion in fantasy football, and that's exactly what you did. You should be ashamed of yourself. And though it is the commissioner's wife, and I don't get the whole tie thing, like did he do that because you colluded and let that guy win the championship, or did he do it just to give his wife money? Either way, this league just sounds like a disaster. It, it kind of sounds cancerous, and Christian, ultimately we're going to have to throw a flag on that. But yes, as JJ alluded to, that is not the right move to do when you're angry and there's money involved. But yes, if the league is cancerous, Christian, come to one of our leagues where it's much more vibrant. You're allowed to argue with people. You may end up on the show for it. Uh, As JJ put out on the Cold Takes video, he's inviting you into one of our leagues. And I think we're going to try to figure out how to get you into there. You start doing that shit in our league, though, you probably won't be in it long either. Um, so, no, uh, being a rookie fantasy football player, I understand the anger. I understand what you're doing there. But, no, it's absolutely not viable at any point. And uh, the final being a tie, regardless of collusion, I don't understand what's happening with that. Typically, you would just kick the teams out of the league should something happen like that or make up a rule where that's not allowed the next season. But, yeah, no, that just sounds like a volatile situation all around. And if any of the heckling fan of experiences of what Christian experienced there and reacts in that kind of way, I would just leave that league and go into one where you're much more happy to begin with. Any other uh, parting thoughts or any more bashing on Christian that you want to do there, JJ? Uh, just, no, just full-on corruption by Christian. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I thought, I thought Christian was a man of honor and integrity, but uh, – <laughs> This is very disappointing to hear. Also, Christian, I'm still waiting on a response uh, to your Darnell Mooney take that I touched on in the Colt take video. 
you uh, roasted me for him not getting a thousand yards. He obviously did get a thousand yards this season, and I'm still waiting to hear on that. But let us know. I'd love to touch on it for the draft. Yeah, and don't worry, Christian. JJ's got an apology coming in a future episode. He still owes the uh, heckling fandom too that I got him at the end of the season with. So we will get that on a less jam. Uh, we'll get back to that. And don't worry, we will get it in a less jam-packed episode. So with that, let's get into the large amount of news that we got for tonight. News updates. All right, speaking of the Packers, which we have already gotten into, Devontae Adams has had no contract talks with the Packers, and I believe he is going to get franchised according to a lot of sources. Are you hearing anything on this yet, JJ, or am I just up in smoke? No, you're you're hearing the same stuff as me. So I, I think he's going to get franchised. It'll be be interesting to see if he holds out or how he handles, handles it. The, the figure that was associated with his name was $30 million annually, which I think is – pretty crazy to give a almost 30 year old wide receiver in uh, free agency. So we'll see what his market looks like, but. So ultimately for uh fantasy football, does this still make him a top 10 player? Should he be stuck with the Packers next year? And Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Is he still top 10? Yes. As a wide receiver, not as a player like he was this past year. So you wouldn't have been taking him in the first round if that's the case, a little no. debate me and Ryan got into. No, I wouldn't take him in the first round. Did okay. you say you would? I said I would. I actually did put him in, I believe, in the top eight. Um, no way. I think other receivers are taking that over. If he uh, yeah, disconnects I, I, I ended up making – I believe I put him at two or three in uh, the last episode. We'd have to go back. That's been a few weeks, so I don't remember which position I put him at. Uh, as we alluded to today, too, the franchise tag is open for the offseason, uh, and there is a report out there that Dallas is not expected to franchise Dalton Schultz. Uh, where would be a good fit for him for fantasy football? And do you see any other Dallas players shake loose? Um, I don't know where a good fit for him would be. Um, Chicago. No, they're, they're not going to spend big agency. Uh, two tight end sets. Yeah, they they mean they need another guy. But um, I, off the top of my head, I I mean, who's the tight end neediest team? The Jets. Who would you say? Jets. Jets. <clears throat> yeah, we have no tight ends they at all. Money. You got 60 million, and I think they will chase him, but I think they'll be chasing a few tight ends. Honestly, I think they're going to pick one up in free agency. I don't know if it'll be Schultz because he's expensive, and we have a very cheap tight cheap GM when it comes to free agency. But he may start fueling the fire this year, so maybe he'll actually start spending. He's kind of getting to that point where he's going to have to start producing. His roster's bottomed out and looks good, so I'd like them to sign Dalton Schultz, and I would like them to draft uh, – another one in the draft because that is an absolute fair position for us. But as with any other team, a tight end's always good on any of the rosters. So uh, Bengals might be a good fit too, should their guy leave. Uh, I think there's a lot of good fits for him, honestly. Uh, and some little bit of more news too. Uh, Hollywood Brown is expected to retire to become a gamer. Uh, what's your thoughts on this for fantasy football? And does that make uh, the players on that roster more valuable if he leaves? I, I don't buy it. Um, I know it was a report that came out, I think it was like six or seven days ago, mm -hmm. that he's going to retire and become a streamer. But I know that him and Lamar Jackson are very close friends. And I think, I mean, that would really shock me if he hung it up and left Lamar out to dry. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, I mean, good for him if, if he makes it work because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's – make decent money i don't know if streaming though i mean it's, i have not watched him on twitch i don't know if he's that good i don't even know what he plays on twitch but uh <laughs> maybe he plays call of duty like you to make the amount of money that he is going to get on his contract i mean he's double digit contract contract and it's his this contract year is coming up so um i i just don't i don't think that he's going to do it i don't buy it yet if he did retire, does this instantly make uh, Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews that much more valuable, though? 100%. 100%. I know that there's a rumor that Antonio Brown is talking about coming to Baltimore, and that's actually Marquise Brown's cousin, so they're related, mm -hmm. so they're friends, and that's one of the connections that is leading that to happening. So Yeah, and at this point, uh, 
you know, Brown and the Ravens, well, Brown has agreed to a contract, but the Ravens have not. So we'll ultimately <laughs> see if that ends up happening too. Sure, um, Brown's agreed to a lot of things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, he actually, in an interview, said that that's the place he'd like to go. Um, ultimately, I don't know if he ever ends up on another roster, though. He's quite the prima donna and should really hang it up because those head hits are really starting to get to him. Uh, and some other news, too. James Winston is expected to be back with the Saints this year. Uh, this is the offseason, and this is just a report. Do you think that's ultimately what ends up happening? Um, I don't know. He did a good job, didn't he? He did. I know few, he... For a few games. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Um, he's familiar with the personnel. I, I thought he held his own. The Saints were very competitive when he was the quarterback. Um, it be interesting to see what the offense looks like without Sean Payton, but I think he's certainly going to get a look. Like They hired Dennis Allen as the, the head coach, and a yeah. lot of their positions – that they filled were internally um, were from, you know, staff that was already there. So, I, I mean, it would make sense to bring back a guy that's familiar with the players and, and team, but um, I don't know. Ultimately, my gut feeling on this is, is the Saints will bring in him, Taysom stuck on that roster. His contract is an albatross. No matter what they do, they're not going to get rid of that contract. But I'm thinking they're probably going to bring in a really – young QB, maybe in the first round, they'll let him sit. Um, they'll get that absolute awful salary cap situation out of the way this year, you know, purge the roster, bring in someone young, let him sit, and let maybe uh, Jameis Winston take the lickings for this year. Um, I could see something like that happening. Um, and our next little bit of news, too, there's the rumor mill continuing. Mitch Trubisky's top landing spots for free agency in a few weeks being talked about are the Panthers, the Giants, and the awfully named Washington Commanders. What do you think his best fit is? Um, I think his best fit is Ron's Giants. Um, I know Daniel Jones is there. I think he's a dud. Um, <laughs> I do too. You know, he he Brian Dabble came in. He he obviously knows his offense. He played very well in the preseason. That offense um, he has a similar skill set to Josh Allen, where he's just an athlete that can run a little bit. Doesn't obviously have the arm strength, but um, I really think that he can win games somewhere. So I, I think the Giants is probably the best fit for him. But, uh, I mean, Washington makes sense, too, with with what they want to do. But um, either way, I think he's really going to get a shot at it with how weak this free agency and draft class is for quarterback this year. So I hope he gets on somewhere and does well because you know my history. Ultimately, I think he does end up with the Giants. It just seems like a perfect fit there. And honestly, I do believe he could beat out Daniel Jones in that job. But I think the best fit for him, um, scheme-wise, would actually be the Panthers. I like his – I think I would like his repertoire. He's athletic. He can run. DJ Moore's there. Um, and Robbie Anderson, the unhappy Robbie Anderson, is now there, who's talking about getting traded to other teams. Christian McCaffrey is currently there, who's also in trade rumors. But should they keep – that mold together, I think that could be a good spot for Trubisky, and he would ultimately by far be the best quarterback that they have on that roster because they need to purge that quarterback roster, and I think a good fit would be trying a young Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he uh, obviously has ties to the area because he played college ball at North Carolina. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that also makes a lot of sense. But we'll see. I, I also don't think McCaffrey's going to get traded with his contract. It just – People should not pay running backs that much money in the league. So yeah, and trade. I had I had some Bills fans talking about that this day. They're like, "Oh, I think McCaffrey's going to end up on our roster. He'd be a perfect fit. It's the last piece that we need." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't ultimately think they're going to trade him because they made him the roster by paying him that albatross of a contract too." <laughs> I I think he stays there. Um, and our next little bit of news too: Jarvis Landry said it's in the Browns' courts to determine his future. Um. My guess here is that they've approached him probably about taking a salary cut and maybe giving him the ultimatum that if he doesn't take a salary cut, they may trade or cut him. Whether they do that or not, it's talk of the roster. Do you think there's anything here? And ultimately, do you think anything ends up happening to Jarvis Landry? Cut him? Like, honestly, 
I, I don't know why they wouldn't cut him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what has he done? He had one. I mean, he, his first couple of years in Cleveland was pretty good. But the past couple of years, he's been banged up. He had 570 yards this year. He was in and out of the lineup, banged up. He's about to be 30 years old this year. Just move on. Personally, I think that's what they should do. But it's hard for them now because they lost Odell and they don't really have a lot behind Landry. They have what people's Jones and Schwartz, but other than that, it's, it's pretty bare there. So they may be heavy players in the wide receiver market. Um, maybe Christian Kirk or Mike Williams. They need any help they can get there. I think in that position, like you said, they're young there behind him. There's not a lot there, but ultimately they're going to look to run the ball. They're going to do it on first, second, and third down this year. I think they're going to play good defense and use their weapons in that backfield because that's ultimately where they're going to be beneficial. Uh, there's also a strange report out that the Steelers may end up going with Mason Rudolph this year. I think this might be a little bit of smoke, but they said they have absolutely no plans to sell out on bringing in someone like an Aaron Rodgers or another veteran like a Russell Wilson. What's your thoughts on the Steelers and what are they going to do? Just to touch back on Landry quick, I, I looked at his current contract. He's a $16 million cap hit. And only carries 1.5 million in dead cap, so I I think he's as good as cut if he doesn't take a pay cut. So and he's not going to get that anywhere else. So if, he, right. if they offer him 10 million, I would he should take it. But anyways, uh, back to the Steelers. Uh, yeah, that that's just ridiculous. Agree. Um, <laughs> he's Mason Rudolph is not a good quarterback. He's had opportunities to play extended periods of time and fill in, and he also just has a stupid face. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph, but all I can think of when I see your face is you and Miles Garrett and you getting smashed upside the head like a whack-a-mole. But um, <laughs> not intentional. No, I, I mean, uh, why would you go? You could get like a Trubisky who's won 30 NFL games as a cheap starter this year and have a better outlook. Like I, I just. There's no possible way that they start Mason Rudolph next year. Or you play the smoke game and bring in the local kid, Kenny Pickett, which I kind of think they may end up doing. You could bring in Malik Willis, too, who's getting a lot of talk out there. Um, the drafts are right around the corner. We'll get into that over the next few months. It's one of our favorite excited. times of year. Me, too. I'm very excited to get into these sabotage mock drafts that we do ultimately and uh, start talking about these young players because it's one of my favorite parts of the year. It's kind of like a holiday around here at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. And our next little bit of news, too, um, I'm shocked that this ended up happening, but I'm happy it ended up happening, is Brian Flores getting a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The lawsuit's going to continue, which I think it should. Um, But what do you think about him being in Pittsburgh? Do you think that's a good fit for him? Yeah, I think him and Tom want to work really well together, obviously, and in the position that he's in, a linebacker coach. Yeah. He's one of the better coaches in the league, so I, I think he's very overqualified for that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good. He, he got in somewhere, and, uh, you know, you want to talk about quarterbacks for the for the Steelers, but, uh, you know, you know how much Flores likes Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it's a kind of a fit for Watson personally, but yeah, and uh, you know, QBs with shady histories, perfect fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying, uh, we'll we'll can that on the side there, and uh, won't elaborate anymore though. Uh, speaking of other quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins is also a trade rumor this offseason. The Panthers are sniffing around him. Any chance that the Vikings move on from him, or is this bullshit? I think they're stuck with him, um, unless they're willing to eat a shit ton of money. He's a forty-five million dollar cap hit. That no is team true. is going to take that full contract on. So they're either going to have to pay some money and uh, ship him and pay half his contract, or what I think is going to happen is they're going to eat it this year and uh, see how he does with, with Kevin O'Connell. Any so, good fantasy fits for him? I mean, he's going to throw for 4,000 yards wherever he goes. So, I mean, if he goes to Carolina, DJ Moore, I mean, his, his outlook probably isn't any different than it was last offseason. That's, you know. So somewhere between that 10 to 15 range for fantasy football and a good QB2 in Superflex Leagues? That's Regardless of where he is. Yeah, no, that's not right. Okay. And then also we also mentioned the Christian McCaffrey uh, Bills trade rumors. I think that would be a great fit for him for ultimately Bills fans. Sorry, he's not coming to your team. I'm going to move on from that. The Texans, I had a report out today that Lovey Smith said there is a possibility of us going out and getting a great QB. Um, are they shitting on Davis Mills and Deshaun Watson here? Uh, 
I mean, Watson's a good quarterback, but obviously he's not going to be in their plans in the future. And uh, I mean that that yeah, that, I mean that report came out today. Um, this is a weird one. It was today or yesterday, but yeah, he they can like openly discuss. I can't even remember what it is. Nine of the twenty-two uh, vic- alleged victims. Mm-hmm. Um, they can talk about it. You're the court guy. You're the you're the court guy. Yeah, nothing I can bring up on uh, here that would kind of be bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't so, give legal advice. Yeah, so I, I mean, he's still just really in the thick of it legally. So I mean, it's honestly like if if it, they, it's more of a hit, I think on Davis Mills. Like that's really disrespectful considering how well he played last season. I I thought he was very comparable for that Texans team. I think he should get another shot there. Yeah, we'll see him and Cook Scott clicking in the second half of the year. I think, yeah, I mean, I think he deserves a shot. Who, I mean, who are you going to get, like, honestly? Like, they're not going to trade a ton of draft picks for a, a high-end quarterback when they have so many other needs and the roster needs to be completely rebuilt. Right, and a lower-end one like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get sent to a team, I think, that's got more of a veteran presence is ready to win because the 49ers said they're going to do well by him. They're not going to screw him and send him to the Texans, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, who? what are you giving up for Jimmy G? Uh, I heard a trade scenario – Today it was a fourth this year, and then a conditional fourth next year. I think okay, that's. Yeah. I think that's. that's, all, that's, I think that's a, all yeah, yeah, that's fine. A fourth. I like. I'm just. No one is going to give a, a first round pick, but. What, no, I mean, but, didn't the Panthers trade a, a second round pick for Darnold? Yeah, but that's because uh, RGM is a highway robber when it comes to trades. For some reason, he's not able to pull that off. He just can't sign good free agents. So let's hope that changes this year. Um, in our last little bit of news too, we have two. It's some news on new wide receivers. Uh, Mike Williams is expected to get number one wide receiver money this offseason. Are you expecting that from the reports? Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds right, especially with the uh, the cap number going back up this year. Um, mm-hmm. The money's going back up to where it was before. So teams are going to have more money to play with. And the wide receiver market this year kind of got sketchy because it got decimated by injuries yeah you had godwin tears acl gallup tears acl and beckham tears acl in the super bowl so those are like three of the top five uh free agent wide receivers you got so right now it's really Allen robinson and mike williams at the top of the list you know what's sneaky down there and nobody really talks about him is christian kirk too i really think he can be a good fit for a lot of teams Um, no he'll get he'll get decent money he'll get he'll get a, a three or four year deal with with double digit Double digit money, so uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind the Bears getting him personally. I, I would love him on the Jets too, and he plays special teams, and he's a good returner too. Um, and I, I you could put him anywhere too. Um, ultimately, do you think Mike Williams has a really good fit anywhere like somewhere where you'd really like to see him for fantasy football? Besides the Bears, I, I was gonna say, I, I'm trying this year, we're in 2022, I'm not gonna make everything about the Bears. It's a new year. <laughs> I don't want to make this about the <laughs> If you look at Fields' rookie season, like one of the things he did best mm-hmm. was the deep ball, um, his deep throw accuracy. And that's kind of Mike Williams' game, go down the field, go up and get it. So I think he does fit well with, with Fields' um, skill set. Um, so, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, the Jets, I don't – I don't hate the Jets. I think Zach Wilson throws a decent deep ball. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a couple spots. I don't know who's what other teams are going to spend a ton in. Uh, you know, maybe the I don't think the Raiders would, but they did lose Rugs, and obviously I don't think Sean Jackson is going to come back next year. So if Tampa didn't bring back Godwin, I could see them putting Mike Williams on the other side and pairing two big receivers out there. I could see some kind of move like that because they kind of feel. Like they still have a Super Bowl ready roster. They're going to go all in, I think, on a veteran QB. I don't know who that's going to be, but I can see them also bringing in a Mike Williams, who would be potentially cheaper um, than a long term now injured Godwin. Yeah, I don't see that. That's one thing. I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with Godwin now. Like what the market's going to be for him if someone's willing to to look past the ACL, like like what happened with Allen Robinson a few years ago. Like teams were still, you know, looking to get him, but. He blew his knee out in the beginning of the season. Godwin did it towards the end of the season. So he's not going to be ready to play. Yeah, I kind of don't think that they will. I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of one-year contracts with these uh, wide receivers like we saw last year. The only one that got paid is that absolute awful wide receiver that the Giants signed last offseason who did nothing for them. Holiday. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Um, you know, hoping to a better season. Hey, look, someone from the Heckling fan is back here. It's Sua. Sua. So, yeah, Sua. We got the swagger back. We all have the swagger back. And uh, nice monkey emoji there. Obviously, you got the monkey off your back. Good to see. Uh, yeah, dude, like the video and subscribe. And you got any uh, oh, off-season questions subscribe. for us? Yeah. Yeah, Sua, any questions, but, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, man, but you got to like the video, too. Uh, also, Jacoby Myers is expect expected to get a second-round tender. No fantasy outlooks for him this season either. Yeah, the second round. Uh, I mean, he's not going to leave New England on a second-round tender. So, um, yeah, not really upgrading him anywhere. It's not mine. Stephen Curry says to him. You feel like he's got the swagger back? Is Herbert staying with the Charger for his entire career? The answer is yes. He's they're not gonna let him go anywhere. He's gonna be one of the next half a billion dollar quarterbacks. <laughs> That's it's my guess. Era. It's a new era. We had uh Roethlisberger, Man uh Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, Breeze, uh all these guys are are leaving. So it's uh turn the reins over to the new guys, the Burroughs, the Herberts, the Josh Allen's, the Mahomes. Absolutely agree. Um, last little thing I wanted to say to uh, JD McKissick is wanted back by the horribly named Washington Commanders, and I'm going to keep referring to them as that. Uh, do you think he could have any fantasy relevance anywhere else? Should he end up on a different roster? In PPR, yeah, not really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not drafting JD McKissick in any leagues next year. I promise you that. Okay. All right. With that, as promised, guys, let's get into a little bit of drama. All right, I'm going to be going off camera here for a second. So, JJ, should something come up in the comments, you're going to have to let me know, and you'll have to bring them up for the show, okay? So, as promised, I ended up putting Justin Jefferson on the trade block in our sleeper league. Just put out a fishing line to see what I could get. So, we got five trade fan scenarios we're going to go over, and I want to see what JJ thinks about them, obviously with a little bit of bias that he has towards his. Uh, maybe we'll evaluate these rosters too to see if there's actually better deals going around. But let's see what people think about this. Uh, we'll answer Sue's last comment here. People think Herbert is better than Burrow. Bro, I get how, but Sue, I think he's better than Burrow. So there is a very, very big debate there. Burrow is not better than Herbert. I, I, I think their skill sets are very – I think Herbert has a bigger arm and is probably faster, but Burrow has kind of X-factor intangibles and is a winner. Sue, if you actually wanted to do an apology bet for that next year, that uh, Herbert will have a better statistical season for fantasy football next year over him, I will absolutely totally do that. Two good passes in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sue, all right, let's get into this Justin Jefferson debate. So as I alluded to, I ended up putting him on the trade block, and we ended up getting five offers for him. So, JJ, let's go into Ron's offers first and tell me what you think about that and if there was anything you could do to spike these spice these offers up. And don't worry, I'm not going to trade him to him anytime soon or anyone. So you don't have to worry about me trading him to Ron right now. So what do you think about this one right here? Justin Jefferson for Michael Carter a 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round pick in dynasty formats? I, I think it's a respectable offer by Ron. Um, I, I like Michael Carter as a talent, and obviously two first-round picks is appealing. Though Michael Carter, I, I you know, after watching him last and this last season, I don't, I don't know that he's – I don't think he'll ever be a 20-carry uh, bell cow running back. Um, I think he's a very talented player, but I think they're always going to pair him with, with somebody else if they're mm -hmm. using him right. So um, if I were you, I probably would not do this. Um, Jefferson is only 22 years old. <laughs> no, no bias coming from you in this league, I, right? I will, I will give a fair shake to everyone, every trade, and I will talk about the pros and cons. Okay. What, what's, uh, what position is, I can't remember where he picks in uh, 2022. So Ron is currently, I've got my phone right here. He's picking uh, in the first round six pick. Yeah. Six overall pick. So a little and, over halfway through. In 2023, round. Ron will probably be picking, you know, first overall. So, I mean, that might be a good pick. 
Yeah. Uh, um, other players that Ron's got on this roster at the running back position, which could be remotely interesting. He's a little bit weak at this position because he's stronger other places. He's got Chubb there, but that's really his only other running back he can play. He's very strong at the wide receiver position. Or he's got Diggs, Allen, Elijah Moore is on that roster. He's not bad. Hawkinson at tight end. Does anything else really interest you for this before we get into the next trade? Uh, we kind of joked with, with Ron about the age of his team. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see it here. Like, he's trying to get a young wide receiver. He's got Keenan Allen, who, you know, he's 29, going to be 30. Mm-hmm. And Diggs, who's 28. Um, those guys are kind of getting up there a little bit. But maybe a quarterback. Um, well, on this roster currently, he has Lamar Jackson, yeah, Kyler Murray, and Haskins. I know you recently made an offer for, for Murray with him, too, so maybe. I uh, did, and he spit in my face. He did spit in your face. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad of an offer. Um, we can go over that offer, too, if we uh, have a little bit of time at the end of the show. Um, so here is our next trade that we have, to Ron, again, with a different format for a trade. So obviously, he's really looking to get Justin Jefferson. Um, like I said, I want to see what shakes out in free agency and – what I like in the draft before I consider any of these, but this one enticed me a little bit more than the other one. This was Justin Jefferson for an older wide receiver. He was mentioning Keenan Allen on a good roster with a good quarterback and Justin Herbert, his 2022 second round pick. So he's backing off a little bit there, a 2022 second round pick. That was one. I unfortunately traded to him for Taysom Hill. That was a bad trade on my part and the 2023 first round pick. What's your thoughts? Uh, we talked about this one a little before the show. Um, if this was a couple of years ago, I may do it. But Alan, like me, turns thirty this spring, so um, I, you know, Jefferson is eight years younger than him, and I, he did offer another first round pick for next year, and then two second round picks. You're not going to get a a caliber of just Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson's. You're not going to get a player of the caliber of Justin Jefferson in the second round, in my opinion. So uh, Absolutely not. I mean, he has over 3,000 yards in his first two seasons, and he had 10 touchdowns this season. So it was an absolute obliteration of the entire NFL league by him. He, he played fantastic this year. Yep. Uh, and as you I've know, stated – he offered you Keenan Allen and three first-round picks, I may <laughs> – I may do that, but yeah, I, I may have to just swallow the pill and just take it and go. Well, I guess next year is a rebuilding year too, um, because ultimately that would set you up in the long run too. Uh, but I am a little bit weaker at that position. I think I've got some decent second wide receivers, but I definitely don't have a number one if I trade Justin Jefferson away. So, yeah, Keenan Allen would be one, but you wouldn't have him for nearly as long as you would have Justin Jefferson. So with Ron's. Solid offers. Let's move into some that might be a little bit more shaky, and we're going to talk about them really quick because, like I said, we're going to talk about all of them tonight. So Swilly in our league offered Derrick Henry for Justin Jefferson in my first-round pick. So, JJ, give us a very brutal truth-for-answer to this trade. Okay, so you know how in movies and shows you'll someone's making someone an offer in, in a deal or something? And I'll write on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. Yeah. So what Swilly did here is he took a piece of paper, he spat on it, he crumpled it up, he threw it in the trash, he stomped on the trash, then he took it out of the trash, wiped his rear end with it, slapped it on the table, and slid it across to you. This is just a joke of a trade, honestly. Uh, You have a running back that has led the NFL in carries past – would have been th- three seasons hadn't he got hurt this year. So, you know, a guy that's clearly breaking down and exiting his prime mm-hmm. for probably arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL at this point. Uh, and he wants you to throw in a first round pick. <laughs> He's not throwing in a first round pick. He's trying to take one from you and take the best wide receiver in the NFL and maybe fantasy next season. So, so what you're saying is, is I would be the worst GM of all time if I took this trade. Yes. I 100% agree. Okay, on Schooley's roster, though, to make this fair and, you know, to get him out of absolute imagination land here. Delusional. Absolute delusional. 
Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, to uh, Derek Henry as listed in this trade. Cooks, Fournette, Hyde. I am not going to listen to any of these run other running backs because they are awful. He's got Hopkins, Cup, Thielen, Parker, Williams, who is a free agent. Uh, he's got Gronk, who may retire. And nothing else I'd be interested. And he does not have a first-round pick this year, which is why he's trying to get one, but he does have one next year. Is any of that enticing enough to throw at Justin Jefferson? Like his, I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook, but he's 26. Yep. And, you know, he's he's got a little wear and tear on him now. Obviously, Brady is retired, so he lost Brady. Yep. Uh, Hopkins is about to be 30. Cup is 28. There's just nobody that's the caliber of Jefferson. I mean, and uh, again, he doesn't have a first round pick this year. So, so what you're saying is with this absolute insult of a trade, there is no way in hell Swilly's ending up with Justin Jefferson. Got it. Moving on. <laughs> in our next little trade here, it gets, you, you think that one's bad? It gets worse. Thanks for this <laughs> offer, Chad. Chad wants to send me Matt Ryan. Brandon Cooks, a 2022 third-round pick for Justin Jefferson. So, JJ, honest assessment, what are we doing here? Well, I just gave that very vivid description of the offer from Swilly, and uh, Chad has done the same thing, <laughs> except he smothered the note in honey after doing all those other things to it. So it's sticky when you try and read it. So, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Uh, you got Matt Ryan, who, if he's lucky, he'll start this year, and it'll be his last year in the league. Uh, Cooks, who is old, and a third-round pick, which is useless, especially from Chad, because Chad won the championship. That's uh, correct. So it's a very low pick. So literally the last pick, uh, I believe, right? First, second? Yep. Yeah, be the, yeah. Dead last pick of the draft. <laughs> For the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, and let's talk about him uh, smuggling all these players away on his roster and hoping I just pick this stuff out of his dumpster and give him my best player. Um, so Matt Stafford is on his roster. Uh, Matt Ryan, as we listed, he's got Bridgewater, who's probably not going to be a starter after this year. Daniel Jones, who is not going to be starting. Uh, Mills, who I think is an interesting throw-in piece for a trade, uh, but not someone that's going to get even a conversation started. And now let's get into the good juicy stuff that he's got on his roster, stuff he could have actually offered me. Jonathan Taylor is there, very interesting. I'm a little bit stronger at the running back position, not doing completely well, minor mid-aged. And I don't know what I'm going to do with Saquon Barkley at this point. Kamara's interesting, but also mid-aged. He's also got Joe. Might be in prison. Yeah, might be in prison too. That is also in consideration. Uh, he's got Williams from Detroit. I was able to trade him, Carson, for his first-round pick, so I was very happy to do that. I am not going to take that neck injury back. Austin Eckler is very interesting, however. That could have been a throw-in piece that could have enticed me. And he's very good at the wide receiver position. Chad did excellent in our last in our draft last year. He's got DK Metcalf, who is a very interesting piece. Uh, Beckham, who's coming off an ACL. Robinson, who is a free agent, may be more enticed to play better. This crap that he threw me with Brandon Cooks. Corey Davis, Samuel Galladay, which I would want nothing to do with. Uzumah, who's kind of interesting, and Waller. So I feel like he's got a lot of stuff that he could have been Tyson with. Do you see a package that he could have thrown together, which maybe you would have thought of with this roster? I mean, I with, with Kamara's situation and age, um, mm -hmm. I don't think he could afford to give up Taylor. He's his complete future at running back. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eckler, you could probably move Eckler at this point. He's 26. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I probably if I was him, I probably would have packaged maybe Eckler or Kamara with some higher end picks to see if I can get you to bite. Um, because receivers just, especially these days, just last longer than running backs. So okay, I guys like Chase and Jefferson, they're the, the most valuable players in Dynasty. All right, so here's something interesting, and I've got to make an admission here. So I did actually end up sending a trade to Chad early in the offseason. I kind of wanted to see what you thought about it. So <laughs> I was used car salesmaning him a little bit, but I was looking to get Eckler, Metcalf in a first. Is there any way in hell you would have considered that for someone like Justin Jefferson? 
Eckler, Metcalf, and a first-round pick for Jefferson? Yes. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. Now, the two players for Jefferson, would you have done that? Or taken the other side and just kept Jefferson? Man, that's tough. Uh, that's Metcalf was, had a down year, but... He did, but he's very young. I may have to do Metcalf and Eckler for Jefferson. I, I don't know, though. I don't know. I just see Jefferson being good for a long time. I do, too. But, Chad, if you really want to entice me, throw that trade out there, and I, I may have to think on it for a few days. But uh, you've heard that from JJ, who was giving these an honest assessment and being a good uh, sport about this. So now let's get into his trade. I, I, made, uh, I made Chad a trade offer, too. I think I offered, uh, I think I offered McLaurin. Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell and a first for Metcalf. That's that's a good offer. Yeah, well, the position that you're really hurting at in our league is the wide receiver, so I can kind of see where you're trying to go heavy on and get one of these really special young wide receivers. And obviously those two are some of the top ones, especially for dynasty formats too, where you're looking for younger players that you can hang on to much longer. It's a lot different than you would do in a redraft league where age isn't so much the concern. It's you're drafting this team and you're stuck with them. So you want to draft young talent that you can keep and are good pieces later on down the road. Uh, and then let's get into the host of the Knights trade. JJ LePant, who offered me Terry McLaurin and two first round picks for Justin Jefferson. JJ, what is your unbiased, honest opinion of this trade that you sent me? Yeah, it's just my sales pitch. Uh, I, uh, I offered you the second overall pick in the draft. So you did. I mean, there's going to be a very, very talented player there in that position. Um, and a first round pick next year. And Terry McLaurin, who is uh, still in his mid 20s and has been in the league three years and has amassed over 3,000 receiving yards, no matter who his quarterback's been. So um, I thought it was a fair offer. I, I understand the appeal of Jefferson, certainly. That's why I'm trying to trade for him. Um, but I, I thought it was fair, especially, you know, I, I know you have a belief that the Jets uh, are probably going to draft a receiver higher up in the draft this year. So um, maybe you want to get whoever they take in our, our dynasty draft. And that could be yeah. very early. Like I said, um, I've looked into some players. I really like some of these young receivers, but unfortunately – None of these guys this year are going to put up 1,600 yards like a Justin Jefferson will. Um, and some of these guys are pretty much close to the age that Justin Jefferson is, and he's a proven commodity. That's right. He's only 22. Yeah, so where, while I like where you're going with this trade, I don't know if it would be enough for me to pull a trigger unless uh, during this process I absolutely fall in love with some of these prospects, and I would have to look into next year's draft anyway to see what's coming up. Um, honestly, the best trade that I saw was probably Ron's Keenan Allen trade. Um, it's a decent number one. It's not a great number one. He's a little bit older and he's got picks, but the draft compensation just isn't there. Um, I think the one who would be in the best position to trade for him in this format, and we're hoping you guys actually use these trade formats too, to think about what you can do in your dynasty leagues. Justin Jefferson's just one good example that you can use for this, but dynasty's used round. So look at players, look at their youth. And look at the value you can get for them, too. If you Are you a team that can actually compete, or are you not a team that can actually compete? I don't know where I am right now. Um, honestly, I think I'm in the lower part of our league right now. That's why I'm considering moving him. But, man, he's just so young and so talented. So I don't really know if I could uh, fall on that dagger and take the hit and just watch him get 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns again next year while I'm playing around in the rookie pool. Um, so good offers. Yeah, if I like the way you developed your roster, like you put a lot of stock in young guys. You got Kyle Pitts, you got Jefferson. I think your team is built for the future. Mm-hmm. So, and you have done a great job acquiring picks. Um, you just need uh, you just need Zach Wilson and, and Lance to pan out. So. I think honestly, I really believe in Lance. I'm not worried about him one bit. I, I think just he's going to perform well in that system. It's my own quarterback for the Jets I'm concerned about, Zach Wilson. 
Uh, but they're also going to invest in him heavily this season, off season. I think in bringing a lot of weapons for him. Plus, he's got the ability to run, which I've got two running quarterbacks now. So, in the long term aspects, I like that. But should someone on Ron's roster like a Kyler Murray become available and him not shit on my trade offer that I sent him, <laughs> I might consider it. Um, I think the untouchable quarterback on my roster, though, and I've had a bias the last two years for 49ers players is Trey Lance. I, I honestly think he could ultimately end up being a top five fantasy quarterback in this league just based on his talent, the roster, and the fact that he runs too. He's in that Kyler Murray kind of mindset. Uh, any other thoughts you want to get on, JJ, before we get out of here tonight? No, I, I think we pretty much covered every, everything. Um, I, I mean, we talked about the draft coming up. I'm, I'm excited about that. Sucks my team doesn't have a first-round pick, but it'll still be a lot of fun. So, um, doesn't mean you uh, can't. It doesn't mean you can't trade uh, one of your veterans for one of my first round pick and get into the draft though. So because you don't have actually no, you have a first round pick. You have the second one. I thought you were talking about in our fantasy draft. You're talking about the Bears though. Yeah, about the Bears. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe you uh, trade some future prospects to get into the first round pick. But I think this is a little bit of a more barren draft anyway. So if you're if you're gonna miss a year, I think this would be the one you want to miss anyway. Um, 2023 is gonna be a great draft. You guys, I believe, have a first-round pick that year? You didn't trade away two first-round picks, did you, for Fields? Just the one. Okay, and uh, Sua, thanks for joining us again tonight, too. And, guys, anybody that happens to find us on YouTube, like and subscribe to the videos like Sua does, one of the true heckling fandom on here. Join and give us voice or hate mails on www.garbagetimeff.com like Christian does many, many times it comes through for us. Um, I'm sure he'll be in one of our leagues next year, too, and maybe we'll have an interview or two for him, too. Guys, we're going to have some creative content for you this offseason, too. Some of the guys are going to come up with some unique ideas. I think this was one of the more fun ideas that we had, so we got to look at trades, shit on each other's ideas. Um, and ultimately, what I would say is if you have Justin Jefferson, don't trade him. He's a pretty damn good player, and he's young at Dynasty football, and that's what I'm going to take away from that. So. Guys, join us Thursday where we have an I'm sorry episode about the bullshit that we gave you for fantasy football again. It's similar to the apology bets, but these are the uh, similar to what the cold takes were for JJ and takes that we had and players we have to apologize to. So we're going to eat some crow Thursday, me and Ron. So with that, guys, have a good night and see you then. Bye.